Episode 7 of the Crispy Cast. Today's episode, we're switching things up with a video game character. The one, the only, Nathaniel Drake. A.K.A. Nathan Morgan. A.K.A. Tom Holland. And sometimes, in our dreams, Nathan Fillion. This is Jody Cameron. And his cool pal, Chris. So Chris, uh, have you been a fan of this Nathan Drake character for a long time? Are you a video gamer, as they call themselves? I'm not at all what they call a gamer, but I do appreciate good, hard story, and it just so happens that Naughty Dog always prevails when it comes to a good story. Oh yes, the developer of this franchise, and uh, what else have they done? Uh, they did Last of Us. Oh, now there's some story. It's just fantastic. It's like you're participating in a movie. Their cutscenes flow really nicely uh, between everything, and Nathan Drake's just such a fun character. Now what makes him fun for you? For me, it's got to be that, uh, for one, everyone dreams of being like the... Nathan Drake is an explorer. He's good in heart, like strong childlike heart. Uh, he's super quippy, always got to have the last word. Like he fails a lot, but he's it's always been the skin of his teeth. Like he's he's a true adventurer. He's funny, he's lovable. You're always rooting for him and he's always just falling short of the treasure. When I think about the Nathan Drake character cuz I've played some of the games and I've I've definitely been following uh, the story and the character, especially now that it's being optioned for a uh, major film franchise. Definitely a pinch of Indiana Jones, a little bit of Laura Croft, uh, a whole lot of the, you know, the old adventure, black and white, serialized, like, cliffhanger type of hero. And that really appeals to me. I, I loved Indiana Jones as a kid. I think you nailed it. You know, he's a risk taker, and he's got, like, the luck of the classic thief, right? He's a rule breaker and uh, and a treasure seeker. I think ever since we've been writing stories and making films we've always had that archetype of the adventurer thief i think it's one that still resonates because it implies that there are still mysteries to solve that there are uh, ancient civilizations to find and artifacts to unearth and potentially riches to gain and who doesn't want to have some fun and then end up with a little bit of spanish gold at the end right what i particularly liked about uh, this versus like if you put him up next to Indiana jones with Indiana Jones, anything he discovered, it didn't make him rich. It went to the museum, but it also didn't make a lot of sense because he's breaking all kinds of rules, like shooting people <laughs> and like all that stuff. But when Nathan Drake does it, everything he finds, and he's selling it to like a black market guy, or like it doesn't go to a museum. He, he doesn't go, oh, this belongs in a museum. It's, these are cool, I'll take this. Oh, and that's a lot of gold money. I'll take that too. He's not an academic. He's not an archaeologist. In fact, his learning is more from uh, maybe books that he would have read as a child in libraries at an orphanage. Like, he's more of a, a street urchin, common criminal in, in many respects than an intellectual. He's in it primarily for personal gain. Uh, I believe it's actually a childhood delusion. We don't know a lot about his parents. All we know is that his mother was sick, and she was she was kind of leaning towards the belief that she could be related to the late Sir Francis Drake. And was she an adventurer? Uh, she was, I believe she was like the Indiana Jones. Like the, She was an archaeologist. She wasn't funded through a museum. She was funded through a private collector. And uh, basically when they find out that there's a sliver of a chance that they could be related to Nathan Drake, they abandon their old surname and go with uh, Drake. What's interesting to me is that he's a direct result of these parents. Like 
he gets the lineage of uh, adventure from his mother. Uh, a lot of the tools of the trade he kind of picks up because of how through her death and the subsequent abandonment by the father, he's left to his own devices and has to improvise. And then there's the part of his father who was clearly a commitment phobe, which I think Nathan Drake turns out to be very much so in spades. He is presented with different kind of challenges in the romantic sphere. He's very hesitant to commit to another human. He'll commit to an adventure, but he'll, he'll perhaps lie to his wife just to go on another adventure. We've both said they multiple times here. He's got a brother. They've retrofitted a brother into his past in the revised history of Nathan Drake. You mentioned that you feel like Nathan Drake has a like a good heart. He's definitely charismatic. He, he definitely is not a malicious character. But I feel like at his core, he is a thief. But maybe worse than that, it seems like everything he touches is destroyed. Every ancient city is completely wrecked by this adventurer. The first one... Uh, was some, like, ancient magic bioweapon that, like, turned people into, like, zombie freak monsters, so they had to sink that in the ocean. The second one, it was a resin that turned you into, like, some super strong super soldier. That had to be destroyed because there was a crazy maniac, so that had to be destroyed. And then in the third one, it had to be some, uh, was a bioweapon. It was a straight-up chemical in the water. It's not like the cities had to be destroyed, but at the time, it was destroy the city or risk the fact that people that are more manpower, everything, get away with these very dangerous artifacts. Because they don't want the artifacts, they want the gold! <laughs> On that line of thought, we, we have a precedent set with the Tomb Raider series. We have, a, we have the modern archetype for the female uh, treasure hunter, and with the last of the Uncharted series featuring uh, two of the, f the female secondary characters as leads with Sam. They've set us up for daughter of Nathan Drake to come forward with perhaps her own treasure hunting games. I think Cassie Drake, is that her name? Yeah, Cassie, I think it is. So it might be interesting to see if the mantle is taken up by his daughter. So it, it's clear to me that Nathan Drake and Elena, the parents of Cassie, didn't want her to know about their adventuring past, but she discovers it in an epilogue, and that that's kind of setting up a potential sequel series. Have you seen the Tom Holland major motion picture? I haven't, but that's mainly because I don't like who they cast. When I look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, for some reason I just see a kid. Like, I like Nathan Fillion, but Nathan Fillion looks like he's too thick. Now I like Nathan True. Fillion, despite you fat shaming him. I think he's just perfect. Oh, I think he would. Um, I think he would do a good job. Yes. I just think that uh, Nathan Drake is just a. Uh, I don't want to say slimmer, but he's just got like a more wiry frame. You're right. He's more. He's spelt. Uh, but like I think Johnny Knoxville, a younger Johnny Knoxville. But then again, it's hard to since Johnny Knoxville is not actually an actor. You know, he's comedy relief. There are a lot of actors that I think would have been a great idea to cast as Nathan Drake, but I think their age works against them for a couple of reasons. I felt the same way as you do about the Tom Holland choice, because of his age. But after sitting down and doing some research and exploring more of the Uncharted series, I realized that they touch on his youth and his teen years and his young adulthood in different places, in different cutscenes, in different asides, whether it's like the full motion comic book or the there's a novelization that's apparently not great. Nathan Drake has been an adventurer probably since the age of, what, 12 or 14? Yeah. So 
I can live with it now. I know why, as a fan, it frustrates me. But I think you and I need to see the film, and we'll come back and we'll, we'll discuss this. So Nathan Drake has a wide appeal, I think. The video game series is not as popular as, say, something like Tomb Raider, which was a, a pop culture touchstone. Like a, or a, It was definitely part of the, the, the zeitgeist of PC and PlayStation gaming for its, for its time. So when, when Angelina Jolie was cast as Tomb Raider and they did what is arguably the first successful video game character transition to film, it, it kind of laid the foundation for this uncharted film. What do, you, what do you think might be the result of the transition of this game character to film? I think some uh, kids, like, say, 12 to 16, that enjoyed the movie might go, oh, I need more of this, and, like, I need to know more about it, and then go play the games, and then they'll like the game so much that they'll be like, what movie? I think they'll do all right. Everyone loves Tom Holland. For me, the strength of the Nathan Drake character coming straight out of video games shows that there's been a real change in video games in the modern era. Their ability to offer a compelling narrative and a long-running serialized character arc with rich development over decades. Yeah, I think you're right. I think some youngsters are going to go and they're going to they're going to boot up their parents' PlayStation 3 and they put it on easy mode and they play through those wild set pieces and those crazy cutscenes and all that adventure. It plays like a movie. And I feel like uh, it's as good as any movie that they've made. I hope that the film lives up to the games. I really do. I just find the standard for games to movies. I don't. I don't know if they just don't think there's a large audience for gamers to movies. So then they try and change it up. So then people that have no idea that this is a game want to go out and see it. On that note, a great character will thrive in any medium, and any type of media they're presented in has to rely on good writing, a good story. It's refreshing to see what is essentially a new character brought to film, even though we, we know and love them from, from days past in the video game franchise. If you were to approach somebody who'd never heard of Nathan Drake or the Uncharted series, and they were interested in the film and potentially the video game series after the fact, how, how is it that you would introduce them to that character? What would you describe him as? What's your... What's your elevator pitch for Nathan Drake to somebody who's brand new to the series? I would say, do you like good laughs, awesome action, and some pretty cool game mechanics? Play the games, watch the movie. Don't watch the movie, then play the games. In most movies, you got two hours to make us fall in love, him falter, and then save the day. And that's not enough to get to know your character. Oh, you got me excited. I want to go back and, and play the games again. It's a great series, a great franchise, a great character, great sets of characters. I think people would really enjoy all the secondary media, including the novelizations and, and, and comic treatments. On the topic of comic treatments, you're a comic book writer. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. It's my favorite part of the episode. I have an Instagram. It is Chris, K-R-I-S, dot B, comics. That's also the same for my Facebook page. I make a comic book called The Legend of Creature. Who is he, you might ask? Well, you're going to have to buy it and find out. Uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you more in the next episode.